all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Ah, feel the woe with Listerine at BJ's. You can save $2.50 now on Listerine products like Total Care Anti-Cavity Fluoride Fresh Mint Mouthwash or Cool Mint Pocket Packs Fresh Breath Strips at your nearest BJ's location. Experience the feeling of a million germs zapped in seconds with Listerine. Discount available through December 24th. Save now only at BJ's. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 877-552-4746. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in the app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. Come on, let's go. Let's make our confession of faith together. I am blessed because the life-giving message I'm about to hear will change what I do in Jesus' name. Amen. So God, we are open and we are ready. What does that mean? We lay it on every burden. We lay it on every distraction. We lay it on every heavy thing. We lay it on every difficult thing. God, we pray right now that we can cast our cares upon you because you care for us. And we invite you in this building and we invite you on every digital campus today. It is Supernatural Sunday. Come on. So God, we expect you to do what only you can do. We expect you to move how only you can move. Open your mouth. Say, I'm open and I'm ready. I say, I focus on you, Jesus, not myself. In Jesus' name. Let's go to work. So we're in the last message of our series, Proverbs. Proverbs has been this series we've been in throughout the month of October. Proverbs means this, wise sayings. Everybody say, wise sayings. On Wednesday, in the message change, we learned this from Proverbs chapter 1, uh, verse 20. Wisdom cries aloud in the street. Now pay attention. Knowledge and wisdom are two different things. Knowledge is information, but wisdom is implementation. Knowledge is information, but wisdom, watch me, is the ability to know why. See, knowledge is the what, but wisdom is the why behind the what. When I understand my why, I always have the ability to modify and better my what. See, for some of you, you've gone through life doing what, but you never understand understood your why and when you get wisdom you get a why that makes you be able to endure any what that you encounter the bible says the wisdom cries out loud in the street somebody say wisdom is loud and the Bible says she raises her voice. Now, why is wisdom personified here as a woman? Because Solomon, the great king who is uh, 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 rumored to be one of the greatest that ever lived as it relates to wisdom. He was one of the richest men in history up until recently that had ever walked the planet. He said, I will teach my sons wisdom and then the wisdom I teach them, she will become their mother. Pay attention. 
Solomon said, as a father, I'm a life giver, but what I'm teaching my sons, it will sustain the life that I give them. In other words, she'll be their mother. She'll rock them when they need to be rocked. She'll be the breasts that they suck from. Watch me. Whatever they need, they will get it through the wisdom that I teach them. See, some of you wonder why you've had strained relationships, even with your parents. Can I tell you? It's because God wanted to give you what they cannot. Y'all not going to say nothing to me. He wanted to give you what they did not have the ability to give you. So God says, you may not have what everybody else has, but that means you're going to get what everybody else does not get. I'm going to give you supernatural wisdom that will transcend what everybody else got. Matter of fact, I heard this for a few people in the room and in the building. You're about to be glad you didn't have what everybody else did. You're about to be glad that you were rejected because you're about to discover you were protected. You're about to be glad that you were abandoned because you were going to discover that God handpicked you for himself. So wisdom is personified as a woman. So it says wisdom cries aloud in the streets, in the market. She raises her voice. She's loud. Here's what she asked. Verse 22. How long, oh simple ones, will you love being simple? How long will... You scoffers delight in their scoffing and fools hate knowledge. Pay attention. Literally, what she says is she says, when are you going to change? She says, how long are we going to keep doing life in a way that's not even giving you results that you want, but you keep doing the same thing over and over and over and over again, expecting different results? I'm here to tell you, not only is it Supernatural Sunday, but here's what that means. Everything in your life is about to change for the better. I pray you sit next to somebody that wants change. If you want the same old same, this is not what you want. If you want to stay the same, you don't want Jesus. You want a dead God. But for everybody that wants to see your life get better, hollow supernatural. Listen, listen, listen. Listen. If you want to stay the same, if you want to stay the same, if you want the life to remain the same, then here's what you need to do. Go serve you a dead God. Go find you a God that's dead. Go find you a God that you can wear on your chest. Go find you a God that they can say, here's where he laid. But about Jesus, guess what? They can't take you to where he laid because he's not there anymore. He's not some baby in a manger. He, why, why don't we have a cross up on the stage? He ain't on the cross no more. I don't need to memorialize where he's not at anymore. Matter of fact, I know where he is. You know why? Because he lives in you and he lives in me. And wherever two or three are gathered together in his name, there he is in the midst of them. Somebody say, my God is amazing. Come on. She says, you simple ones. In other words, I like wisdom because wisdom is petty. Petty. In other words, wisdom will point out stuff that you didn't really have to say, but you said it anyhow just because you wanted to give it an effect. It's like telling somebody, I told you so, but they really already knew that, but you wanted them to know that you knew that they knew and everybody knew. See, I'm that guy. Like, I'm the one that's going to be, oh, you go, oh, baby, that's something. I told you, though. I'm going to give you comfort, but at the same time, I'm going to tell you, I told you so. Wisdom says, when are you going to change? In other words, wisdom says, don't you know enough by now? to change. Hear me, if you're connected to Harvest, if you've been here for one month, you know enough by now to where something in your life should have changed for the better. And I'm so glad you're sitting next to somebody that is a living, breathing testimony. I 
If you only knew half the hell they've been through. They looking good in church today. They looking good streaming today. They were doing good, but they shout. But what about the days where they were full of sorrow? What about the days they were suicidal? What about the days they felt like, is there anybody in this building or anybody online where you can testify? Shout, I am a testimony. I, wisdom says, what are you going to change? Look at this. Look at this, verse 22. How long, O simple ones, will you love being simple? How long will scoffers delight in their scoffing and fools hate knowledge? He says, he says, you ain't doing good, but because you're doing better than people you know, you, 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 let me see if I can say anything. God's like, your life ain't even where it's supposed to be. But because you're doing better than other people, you begin to make comparison to other people, not realizing that you're in competition with yesterday's version of yourself. See, let me help some of y'all. You keep comparing yourself to your circle, and that makes you feel good about your life. Not realizing God says, I don't judge you by them. I judge you by what I've taught you. I judge you by the wisdom I've given you, which means everything in your life should be upgrading, and you shouldn't be comparing yourself to your circle. That happens a lot in Denver where people compare themselves to others, and they begin to get very arrogant, thinking, I'm doing this, I got this, I got that. And God looks at that and says, that's all you've done with what I've taught you? But what if I told you in the last two months of 2021, you were going to exceed everything that you've done in the first 10? I ain't talking to everybody, but I'm talking to me and a few other somebodies. If I'm talking to you, throw your hand in the air, wave it like you're is when are you going to change? Verse 23. So if you turn, if you change, so check this out. Change requires a turn. All right? What, what, okay. It requires a turn. I can't keep going this way, and here's what we do. I know I need to change, but I didn't turn. See, see here's what a lot of people do. You know you need to do different, but you do, so you walk the same way knowing you need to do different, because I'm going to do it on the first. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. I rebuke your procrastination. Uh-uh, I'm coming for you today. I rebuke your procrastination. Whatever you need to turn and change, I pray you'd get it done before November 1st hits. I pray that October 31st would be a supernatural Sunday for you. And that you would begin to make the turns you need to make. Elbow somebody next to you say, turn already, please. It means I cannot, I cannot continue going this direction and expect to call it change simply because I knew that I needed to change. You ever told somebody something and they were like, I know, I know, I know. But they didn't do anything with what they told you that they knew. They didn't do anything with what they said that they knew. This is what wisdom does. Wisdom says, I'm hollering in the street saying, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, when you going to change? She says, if you will change at my reproof, correction. So in other words, watch me. Wisdom says, if you keep bumping into this, at some point, either this is going to hurt enough, at some point, somebody say, at some point. Come on, say something. Get down here. Somebody say, at some point. Because I want you to see it. Because some of y'all, you keep literally doing the same old same day after day. Saying, Lord, when you going to do something? And God says, when you going to turn? Because the only reason you can't get past this is because you're not listening to the wisdom 
that says there's a reason this is in your way. And watch me. Delay doesn't mean denial. It just means not that way. Right? So, 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 so wisdom says, if you turn at my reproof, at my correction, then I will pour out my spirit on you and I will make my words known to you. Now, when I talked to some Wednesday, most of y'all, when you looked at this, you thought, ooh, the Holy Spirit's going to pour out. That's not what the Bible said. The, this is who talking? Wisdom. So whose spirit's actually going to be poured out? Wisdom. Which means wisdom is spiritual. Mm. See, they watch me. They have the degree, but you have the wisdom. They have all the credit hours, but you got the wisdom. I'm coming for somebody. They've got all of the certifications, but you got the wisdom. Which is why God is about to take seven of you that are in this building. He's about to take you from being the tail and about to make you the head. Why? Because you got wisdom. Open your mouth, shout wisdom. Let me show you what I'm talking about. Look, 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 look. It says, behold, I will pour out my spirit to you. This is wisdom. So wisdom says, I'm a spirit. 11.15, Jesus Christ, come on. Wisdom says I'm a spirit, which means don't lock me to a body. Spirits are, are tangible and transferable. A spirit means it's not locked by time. Which means there's some wisdom you got in 98 that's finally about to be relevant in 21. Come on, y'all. God's not going to waste anything that you've been through. Wisdom is a spirit. So it's not locked down to a body. It's not locked down by time. In fact, let me show you what wisdom says about itself. In Proverbs 8 and 22, it says this. The Lord formed me from the beginning before he created anything else. So the first thing God created before the earth, before humans, before animals, before oxygen, before any minerals, before any substances, the first thing he created is wisdom. Come on, let 15. The Lord formed me from the beginning before he created anything else. Now, Bishop, some of y'all asking, ooh, that's real deep, but what does that have to do with me? Well, since wisdom existed before anything natural, that means wisdom is supernatural. Outside of natural. Come on, y'all. This is why the enemy doesn't mind you having knowledge, but he does mind you having wisdom. So he'll fight you from coming to church. He'll fight you from giving the word. Matter of fact, he don't mind if you go to church just as long as you go somewhere you don't learn. Then why? Because you won't have the wisdom in order to deal with him. Wisdom existed before anything natural. So wisdom is what? Supernatural. Outside of nature. Why is it important to know when wisdom was created? Because if wisdom was created outside of nature, that means anything I deal with in my natural, wisdom super exceeds that. So, so, so while other people are looking at you and say, why you give so much? Why you give so much? Well, because you're looking naturally. But I think I got some faithful givers in the room that say, but I discovered a supernatural principle of wisdom. And that supernatural tells me, give and it shall be given. Good measure. Press down. Shaking together, running over. So you make your living from work and I make my living from giving. Because I have wisdom. And what somebody next to you say, we have wisdom. 
So wisdom existed before anything natural. So wisdom is supernatural. Let's take it further. God made wisdom outside of nature. So when we're wise, we are supernatural. Okay, you, you, you'll catch it, you'll catch it, you'll catch it. You, you'll catch it. He made wisdom outside of nature. So then when we operate with wisdom, you can hold your praise after this supernatural because I want this to rest on you. Then you're supernatural. Look at me. You have been through too much to live your life like a natural person. Seriously, real talk. Let's real talk, real talk, real talk. Why believe in a supernatural God if you want to have a natural, regular life? See, y'all can keep that. You can have that. But I think that I just need to know who's with me on this. I'm not living another day of my life naturally when I'm supposed to live every day of my life supernaturally. Which means everywhere I go, I see something supernatural happening. Every space I step into, I see something supernatural happen. Can you check your role and say, this is the supernatural? Tell them. And if they don't talk to you, forget about them for the rest of church. But you've been through too much, baby. You've been through too much to live some natural life. Shout supernatural. Which means your relationship should be supernatural. Your money should be supernatural. Your business should be supernatural. How you build things should be supernatural. Do you not know everything about you should be supernatural outside of nature? You can't explain it. God gave you a praise report that's supernatural just a few moments ago. In the natural, they said she had a stroke. But in the supernatural, God said, uh-uh, no, roll that thing back. Harvest, we've seen God heal HIV, not make it undetectable, but heal it to where they say it's not in your body anymore. That's supernatural. And we didn't see him do it once. We saw him do it documented twice. We've seen him heal cancer. Why? That's supernatural. We've seen him take five-figure earners, make them six-figure earners, six-figure earners. Watch me make them seven-figure earners. That's supernatural we've seen them bring families together husbands you prayed for finally got saved wives you prayed for finally got saved children you prayed for finally gave their lives to the lord that's not natural if you want to live a natural life you should go get you a natural god go get you some sage or something get you some crystals because you want you want natural stuff which is why your struggles look the way they do but I think there's some supernatural people in this building that can say, watch me, I'm about to transcend. You want to talk about manifest, baby, I'm about to manifest. I, there's a king in me, there's a priest in me, and I wasn't born to pay bills and die, but I was born to rule and to reign and to conquer and so... You don't know nothing. I promise you, Lay your hands on yourself. Say your first and last name. Say, I'm supernatural. This is why, pay attention, natural people don't really like you. Some of you have been trying to figure out why people don't even know me have an issue with me. It's because the supernatural always offends the natural. They told Jesus, they told Jesus, one of the rulers, his daughter was gone. And, and, and they were sitting there saying, oh, his daughter, she's dead, she's dead, she's gone, she's gone. And Jesus is like, I'm not talking to y'all. And then, you know, he goes into the room, he brings the parents, but he shuts the door. Because natural people were telling him what couldn't happen. There's a lot of people trying to tell you what you can't do. 
because you don't have the education. You don't have the pedigree. You don't live in the right city. I'm proof that you can be in the wrong city and still get some amazing supernatural results. You don't have the education. You don't have the background. You're a woman. You're black. You're tall. You're short. You're white. You're this. You're that. You're that. You're that. And, and so Jesus is like, shut the door to all these natural people. And for some of you, let me tell you what's been happening in your circle is that your circle's been too natural. So God has been separating you from natural people because every time you try to speak supernatural stuff, they come with some natural speech. You talking about, I'm expecting a miracle. Miracle, girl, I don't know why. Baby, you don't understand like I do because you don't know him like I do. And if you knew him like I knew him, you'd be expecting the supernatural too. Say supernatural. Watch me. Verse 23. I was appointed in ages past, which means God says I appointed wisdom. At the very first, before the earth began. Look at me. Every problem you have, look at me. Where is it at? On the earth. Every challenge you have, where is it at? Well, what was created before the earth? Wisdom. Which means wisdom existed before your challenges did. And since wisdom existed before your challenges did, that means when I get wisdom, watch me, my challenge isn't that big of a deal. Why? Because wisdom existed before you, which means wisdom knows what to do with you. So the next time I see a challenge, I run in there like David. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that dare defy the armies of the living God? That wasn't smart, but that was wise. And some of y'all are going to be careful that you don't let your intellect talk you out of your supernatural availability. See, let me just break it down. David, David, I'm almost done. David, he walks up. He's 16 years old. How old is he? 16. He's 16 years old. He's got rejection issues because his father has rejected him. The man of God, Samuel, comes to the house. When the man of God, Samuel, comes to the house, he says, here are all my sons. The seven counterfeits go before him. And Samuel, the man of God, the prophet, the man of God says, none of these are the fit. Let that be wisdom for somebody that you have to go through seven counterfeits to find a fit. Some of y'all are like, I can't trust nobody. You've only trusted two. You need to get through at least five more. You ain't even played the numbers right. Elbow somebody say, stop that crazy talk. You haven't even played the numbers. All right? So seven also means the biblical number of completion, which means not only, watch me, do I need to get through these number of counterfeits, but every counterfeit is going to teach me how to recognize a fit. So when real comes, I'll know what real looks like. So he's dealing with rejection issues because his father never invited him in. Samuel said, there's got to be another son. There's got to be somebody else. He said, well, there's yet one, David, out there in the field. Watch me. It couldn't possibly be him because naturally, if he's about to be king, you don't want a 16-year-old boy. Naturally, if he's going to be king, don't you want one that's trained to be a king? Why do you want somebody, watch me, that's been dealing with sheep their whole life? What if I told you you're about to have a career change? I ain't talking to everybody. I'm talking to a few of y'all. And your new, your new field is going to be in something you've never, ever done before. Who am I talking to? That's why you've been dissatisfied with what you've been doing. Because God says, I'm about to pull you from the field and about to shift you into a whole new career. If I'm talking to you, say it's supernatural. So he says, this doesn't make natural sense. Why in the world? Why in the world? Why in the world? 
would we, would we pull him from the field tending the sheep? Watch me. But he was getting wisdom with those sheep. Because what did he encounter? A lion and a bear. So that gave him a boldness. See, some of you don't even understand what you've been through gave you wisdom, and that part of that wisdom makes you bold. See, when other people are running from stuff, you're like, they running from it, you running up on it. Other people are running from tough conversations. You're like, no, nah, come on, let's have a meeting right now. Let's go. So David, so David, so David, so David comes in. The Bible says he comes in, he's handsome. He comes into the house. And then all of a sudden, the man of God pours the oil, and the oil flows on him. The oil didn't flow on the first seven. Literally, the ram's horn, the oil stopped up and would not flow. But when it gets to David, it flows. Mm. Somebody say, I'm getting in my flow. Mm. You needed to go through some resistance before you got into your flow so that you'll appreciate the Lord for when things begin to flow for you. I wish you'd prophesy to your rose, say, I'm getting in my flow. Tell them. Uh-huh. That sounds like an army there. We can do something with that. So then one day, one day, the, this champion of the Philistines, we sung the song champion. This champion of the Philistines, his name is Goliath. What's his name? Goliath. And Goliath, Goliath comes down and Goliath begins to taunt the armies of the Lord. They meet in a valley. Mm which means your giants normally try to intimidate you in your low places. See, when you're at church, it don't even screw with you. But when you're kind of feeling discouraged, then your giant be like, what you going to do now? So, so they meet in this valley. And so the, the champions of the Hebrews would come out, and then Goliath, he would taunt them. He taunted them for 40 days. And for 40 nights. Somebody say he taunted them. For some of you, you're about to watch me clap back. Uh Uh-uh. Not to people, but to the enemy. Because you've been letting him punk you, push you around, discourage you, tell you life ain't going to get better. And for some of you, you literally just, I got to go to sleep. I got to go eat. But today, October 31st, you're about to punk that punk. I wish. Mm Mm-mm. He can't have your body. He can't have your children. He can't have your house. He can't have your money. Come on. So they hear about Goliath. David gets word of it. David gets word of it. He gets word of it. I'm about to stir up the, 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 the energy in you. He gets word of it. Now, now. They got all these men. The king, King Saul, he's the king. And King Saul is a tall dude, too. Saul is tall. He is tall. He's huge. Bible says he was head and shoulders above any other Hebrew man. He walks out there, and they sitting there talking about it. Well, you know, Goliath's shoulder is big. And who's going to fight this? I don't know. I don't even know. Uh, shoot, somebody ought to do something. Ain't you the king? There's certain things in your bloodline your bloodline didn't fix because you're the one. They left some curses that you're going to be the one to break. I'm almost done. Somebody say, I'm the curse breaker. By the way, that's our November series starting Wednesday. So David, so David hears about it. David's like, oh, 
what is this? If you fight Goliath, his brothers, watch me, they look at him naturally. Dude, you only know how to deal with sheep, bears, and lions. Sit down. In fact, they told him, you always doing too much. Here's how you know you're good. When people's only accusation against you is that you do too much. Your excellence ticks certain people off. They wish you were average and sloppy like them. But we ain't about that life. So here it is. We're almost there. So here it is. So, so David, y'all still with me? Y'all still with me? All right. Come on, Facebook. Come on, YouTube. So, so David says, what's going to happen for the guy that, that kills Goliath? And so the king lists out all his benefits. They're going to get tax breaks. No, they were. They're going to get tax breaks. He said, I'm going to give you one of my daughters. He said, listen, I'm going to hook up your money. I'm going to hook up your relationships and your status. If you kill Goliath, I got your money, I got your relationships, and your status. I'm going to try y'all because I tried them. They didn't say nothing. If you take this giant down that's been taunting you, I'm going to hook your money up, I'm going to hook your relationships up, and I'm going to change your status. Middle section, but... If you take this giant down, I'm going to hook up your money, I'm going to hook up your relationship status, and I'm going to change your harvest worship. Somebody say, take it down. Now, this doesn't make any sense naturally. I'm trying to show you supernatural wisdom here. This doesn't make sense. So David's like, I'll fight him. They look at David. You going to fight him? A little bit. You going to fight him. Come here, come here, come here, come on. Will you be a little bit for me? Will you be a little bit? Will you be a little bit for me? All right, will you be a little bit? You don't have to come if you don't want to. You, you, no, that's okay. You nervous. Come here, you're going to be a little bit then. You ain't got a choice. You got a badge on. <laughs> you coming. You ready? You ready? Okay, y'all ready? Y'all ready? You ready? So, so they look at a little bit, and they're like, a little bit. A little bit. What are you going to do fighting Goliath? Goliath is this, come here, you're going to be Goliath. Goliath is, is this, is this, come on, come on, Goliath. There you go. You trying to puff up? Oh, you're all puffing up. Okay, all right. A little bit. What you going to do with Goliath? Listen, he, see, see, this is what discouragement's been doing to you. It's been walking up on you. This is what frustration's been doing to you. It's been walking up on you, taunting you. How you going to bounce back after that breakup? Taunting you. How you going to get your finances together? Taunting you. Making you see other people on social media and wish you had their life. Oh, I'm coming for you. Taunting you. You ready? I said, are you ready? So, so this, is, this is what happened. So pay attention. So, so, so they were like, David, this doesn't even make any sense. Why are you trying to do this? This is dumb knowledge. Naturally. It doesn't make sense for a youth to fight a man that's been a warrior since his youth. Naturally, it don't make sense for you who was in customer service applying for the VP role. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. It doesn't make natural sense. But somebody say, but the spirit of wisdom. David said it like this. David said, well, if I beat the bear and I beat the lion, who is this mark? Excuse me. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that dare defy the armies? Stop. Wait a minute. What armies? Wisdom. Watch me. 
No other, nobody else was stepping up to fight the battle. Even the king didn't want it. So what do you mean, David? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that dared to fight the armies of the living God? What armies? Because wisdom told him what was with him. See, in the natural, you don't see that I got a whole crew with me. And if you step to me, you better step correct. Because if God be for me, who would dare be against me? Elbow somebody next to you and say, I got a whole crew with me. When you walk into the meeting, I got a crew with me. When you walk into the business deal, I got a crew with me. When you're having the conversation, I got a whole crew with me. So look, so look, so look. Let's go back to the scripture from Proverbs. Let's go back to the scripture from Proverbs. Proverbs, watch me, 23. I was a point in ages past. But very first, before the earth began. So wisdom existed before the challenge did. So wisdom existed before Goliath. Wisdom existed before Goliath's challenges. Watch me. So David comes in. So here's what you don't know about David. Everybody look at me. David wasn't just a worshiper. Watch me. David was gifted prophetically. This is too deep for 1115. How do you know this, Bishop? Because when you read the story in 1 Samuel, you would discover that the Bible says, and David took his shepherd's staff, and the Bible uses this terminology. Look it up for yourself. He began to divine. To divine, watch me, was an Old Testament word for prophesy. You'll catch it in a minute. Which means not only was David a worshiper, but David knew how to speak. You'll get it in a second. So the reason David says, if I beat the lion, I beat the bear, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Is because the spirit of wisdom told him, listen, if you've conquered that, this is no problem. Because I existed before he did. I existed before he did. And since I existed before he did, I need you not to let him pull you into the natural. I need you to be supernatural. All right, lay your hands on yourself. Say you're supernatural. Which explains the next verse. Because the next verse says this. It says, I was the architect at his side. Who? Wisdom. So God spoke it. And then once God spoke it, wisdom stood it up. Let me see if I can say it another way. Wisdom stands up what you speak. That's what the Bible says. And God said, let there be and there was. Wisdom stands up what you speak. Say wisdom. wisdom. Stands up what I speak. Up what I speak. So wait a minute. Now we understand David's battle. Because David, go back to the verse. Because David, David speaks to Goliath. See, in the natural, you're trying, to, you're trying to size him up. In the natural, you, 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 watch me. Can I tell you, it's a good time to be you. Look at me. It's a good time to be the one they say ain't going to make it. It's a good time to be the one where the statistics are stacked against you. Why? Because I got a spirit of wisdom. And while you're looking at what I don't have in the natural, because check this out. Saul says, Saul says, put on my armor. Well, I just told you Saul was this big old dude. So David's putting it on. David's like, I can't use this. Number one, I haven't tested it. Number two, you a big dude. You're way taller than me. In other words, this armor was built for you because you are about to fight naturally. David goes out to the battle with no armor. You know why? Because wisdom told him that he is my helmet of salvation. Belt of truth. 
breastplate of righteousness, shield of faith. My feet are shod with the prayer, which means I don't need the same thing you need because I'm not about to win naturally. I'm about to win soup. I need you to fist bump somebody around and say, it's supernatural. It's supernatural. So look at the verse. Look at the verse. Look at the verse. I was appointed in ages past. That very first, before the earth began. So wisdom existed before the challenges did. So David comes into this natural battle like a, look, at he looks crazy. Dude, you got five rocks. Somebody give me five something that represent rocks. Five something. Five something. Come on, just five somethings. Come on, get it out your coin purse. Right, here you go. Take five of these. Give it five of these cosmetics. Five. There you go, five. <laughs> Let's pretend like it's Davina. Listen. All right. Now, now you got real rocks? No, that's good. We can use the cosmetics. That's good. <laughs> use the cosmetics. All right, you ready? Okay, and this guy, go get that. Give me my big sword right up my, outside there. Give me the big one. Give me my He-Man sword. Come on. Bring, bring my He-Man sword. I, I want to show you something. Because this is what you look like in the natural. I'm going to show you. And then say wisdom, wisdom. is how I will win. Yeah. Come on, come on, come on. Right. Goliath got this. Okay. And what you got, Dave? Davina, excuse me? You can't even keep the top on your cosmetics. Davina got five. Give it to her. Come on. Davina. This Davina. Okay. Davina. All right. Davina. She's. You finna go fight him with that? You finna go apply for that? You got that background and you finna try to do this? So David, Davina, excuse me, literally comes out with no armor. Only thing she has, we're gonna change the story, is these five containers from Mac. <laughs> but Davina has what Goliath doesn't. The spirit of wisdom. So go to the next verse. So watch what she does. I was the architect at his side. That's wisdom. I was his constant delight, rejoicing always in his presence. So when God spoke in the Bible and God said, and there was, who actually did it? Wisdom did. Go to the next, please. Wisdom did it. Somebody say wisdom did it. So wisdom stands up what you speak. I'm going to say it again, and I need everybody in the building and everybody online to get it. Say wisdom stands up what I speak. What do you mean stand up? It's the architect. It's the builder. See, some of you are so used to working so hard, you've butted the supernatural out the way. But wisdom says, if you'll speak it, I'll stand it up. Because everything that God created, he didn't do it himself, but he spoke it. And when he spoke it, wisdom did it. So what does Goliath, or what does Davina say? I can keep. Who is? Let's go hood. This Mark. Okay, some of y'all, okay, all right. Some of you don't even like going there in speech. Come on, let's come back up. Who is this fella? <laughs> that in the midst of the vicissitudes of the 
tapestry of the situation in which I am currently facing is in my way. G. Willikers. <laughs> G. <laughs> Somebody said that to me for real a couple weeks ago. I said, G. I said, don't ever say that again. <laughs> G. G. Wiz. Davina says, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that defy, defy the armies of the living God? Davina, it's one of you. But because you've got wisdom, you know that everything that God has is backing you up. Here's the supernatural. It's when heaven backs you up. So then if you read the rest of the story, you know what happens in the rest of the story. Goliath is down. Goliath is down. No, she ain't even got to fight. Because when you have wisdom, I don't fight like that. Some of y'all need to stop letting people pull you into street fights. Kings don't get involved in street fights. Don't pull me in your mess. Don't pull me in your junk. Don't pull me in your drama. Somebody say, I will not be in the midst of that. Then Davina, when he's down, he's looking up. He's looking up. No, he's on his back and he's looking up. Davina, now this is heavy. You sure? Okay. Now don't break my sword. No, okay, I know. Let's keep it over here. Let's keep it, let's keep it right over here. Just keep it right there. Just right here. <laughs> we may have to have two miracles today. Listen. <laughs> He's Davina takes the sword, his sword. In other words, what you used to hurt me is what I'm going to use on you. Because wisdom takes its wounds and gets better. Let's have a pause. Can you thank God for every person that's ever hurt you, betrayed you, lied on you, did you? Why? Because all you did was give me a sword. And what you meant for evil, God's about to turn it for my good. Somebody said, that's what wisdom does. So watch me. So look at the screen. We're almost done. So look at the screen. Verse 31. How happy was I when the world was created. How I rejoiced with the human family. Pay attention to this next thing. So number one, wisdom is going to stand up what you speak. Number two, wisdom brings supernatural progress. In other words, in other words, pay attention. Notice, even in the story I just gave you with David, like that's supernatural. You didn't even fight him. You spoke to him. You prophesied to him. See, for some of y'all, you keep saying, I'm going to write this email. I'm going to write this. And God is like, if you would just use your mouth and start prophesying. It brings supernatural progress. In other words, it cuts the time. In other words, it should take 12 months, but when you're operating with wisdom, you'll get it done in 12 days. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, I'm, I'm supernatural. I'm super. Look. Verse 32, and so my children, listen to me, for all who follow my ways are joyful. Let's see what this next thing, the third thing wisdom does is wisdom supernaturally changes your emotions. It supernaturally changes your emotions. Everybody pay attention. Watch me. What wisdom does, watch me, is see, it says whoever heeds me is joyful. Say joyful. joyful. Go back to the verse, please. It's joyful. Say joyful. joyful. All right, so watch me. Um, joy is different than happiness. Happiness is based on happenings. Joy, the Bible says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Pay attention. God says, listen, when you operate with wisdom, your emotions will supernaturally change. 
See, here's what somebody else do. I just need to get out of my funk. But you've been funky for three days. <laughs> just stinking. Just so functified. <laughs> so, so, so. But we got to clean you up today. Because your whole road been wanting to tell you the whole time. We, everybody else on the road touching, but your funky behind won't touch nobody. Love you. Let's go. It supernaturally changes your emotions. In other words, in other words, in other words, can I give you an example? Paul, because he had this wisdom, Paul is in chains. He's locked up before King Agrippa. And you know what Paul says? King Agrippa, I'm glad to be here. What? I'm glad to be here. Paul, you're in chains. You used to be at the top of the uh, Hebrew society. You sat at the feet of Gamaliel, one of the greatest rabbis that ever lived. And you're in chains before the king. This is the way you live in? I'm happy to be here. I think myself, there's joy, happy. See, here's what joy does. Joy is the vehicle which brings happiness. Because if I've got joy, all I got to do is sit back and think on the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me. See, even if I'm in a funky mood, all I got to do is think, but I could be under a bridge, but I could have lost everything. But I, is there anybody in this building or online that all I got to do is think See, that's what joy is. Joy is, my, joy is the vehicle that gets me to happy. So then now, watch me, now because I have joy, then I can control my happiness. So people won't make me happy. I make myself happy. How much money you got won't make you happy. Because if money solved problems, you wouldn't see rich people committing suicide. If money solved problems, you wouldn't see rich people uh, um, that can't keep a relationship together. For $3 billion, look, girl, you better smile at them cameras and tell them you love me. Pretend. You couldn't even buy her respect with $3 billion. Verse 33, we're almost done. Listen to my instruction to be wise. Don't ignore it. Here's the deal. Wisdom says, stop ignoring me. What does it mean? I heard you, but I act like it wasn't for me. I heard you, but because my neighbor was giving God glory, I didn't really like the way they were shouting, so I didn't. Wisdom says, don't ignore me. Verse 34, joyful of those who listen to me, watching for me daily at my gates, watching for me outside my home. Here it is. Wise people. Say, I'm wise. We sit, we sit in the seat of a student with anticipation. Which means I couldn't wait to get to church because I'm sitting with anticipation. I couldn't wait to long gone because I'm sitting with anticipation. Wisdom says if you don't pursue me, you won't have me. Knowledge is easy. Wisdom requires pursuit. Verse 35. Whoever finds me finds what? Life. And receives favor from the Lord. So here's what wisdom says. Wisdom says, if you get me, you're going to not just breathe, you're going to live. For those of you who feel like you're just going through the motions of life, can I tell you what you maybe lack? Wisdom. And because you don't understand the why behind your current what, it makes you feel like something's wrong. 
She says, whoever finds me finds what? Life. Which means you have so much life, you bring other, people's back to, other people back to life. And you receive favor from who? The Lord. What is favor? Preferential treatment. Which means it's not mine unless it's a hookup. What do you mean by hookup? It's not mine unless it's preferential treatment. Because since I'm wise, I am entitled to favor. Let's see if I can say it this way. I've got favor privilege. Somebody say, I've got favor privilege. Say it. Say, I've got favor privilege. Which means I know this is what you do for everybody else. But for me in my house, you're going to have to give us... You're about to have favor with your boss, favor with your employer, favor with the government. I hear the Lord loud and clear. Favor with the IRS. Who am I talking to? There's somebody in the building. You need favor with the VA. Who am I? Say favor. This, this is, comes from wisdom. So here we are on October 31st. We're done. We don't celebrate Halloween. Um... We don't celebrate Halloween, but I want to teach you about the significance of today. Halloween comes from the Celtic festival of Samhain, which came to welcome the winter. Um, people who are pagans, etc., they believe that Halloween is the thinnest time in the spirit realm where the door to the supernatural is open. You ready? It's interesting because when I studied this, um, w- one particular text says that Samhain is to welcome the harvest season. Another text says it is to end the harvest season. I said, how is it that two different texts about the same thing say two different things unless they both are simultaneously true at the same time? S- say, say, say the door to the supernatural is open. I'm about to show you in a minute. See, here, you're about to finally put a period on some things, and at the same time, you're about to start a new sentence. There's some stuff that's about to be over, but there's some stuff that's about to begin. And I don't need you crying over what's over. I need you celebrating what's about to begin. Because if you stay stuck at the period and never get to your new sentence, you'll miss what God's doing. Somebody say, it's supernatural. I know you've been shouting a lot, but it's about to make sense. So look, so look, look, so look, 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 look. It is. Door to the supernatural is open. This is why you see they wear costumes and ghosts and things like this. You see all of the scary movies. I'm a scary movie lover. Anybody else a scary movie lover? I'm a scary movie lover because they're not really scary. Every now and then they may get me on a jump. But other than that, I'm ready for them. No, I'm just going to keep it real. Fellas, don't lie. Ooh, come on, man, don't do that. Every now and then, they may get me on a jump. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> but, you know, I keep it cool, you know. Ain't nobody going to know. That's why I said all the way in the back. You ain't going to see me jump. <laughs> watch. Watch. Um, the door to the supernatural was and is open. Let me show you this. Nehemiah 9 and 1. We're done. You've never seen this before. On October 31st, the people assembled again on campus online. Now, Nehemiah, real quick, if you don't know what happened with Nehemiah, Nehemiah was a cupbearer. You ready? Let me show you this wisdom thing. Naturally, he is at the lowest rank of the king's servants, but he had wisdom. 
Come on, say I have wisdom. So Nehemiah, one day he's in front of the king, and as he's in front of the king, the king looks at him and says, what's wrong with your face, man? He says, why are you serving me my beverage and you have a face that looking all sad and sullen and all that? He says, well, should I be happy? My city lay in ruins. Check this out. Watch me. If y'all don't shout over this, listen, y'all can just go watch 915 and pretend like I laid hands on you. <laughs> and when I lay hands on somebody else, I says, I receive it. <laughs> just, just, just pretend it's you, okay? Because <laughs> y'all getting way more than I gave to 915. You ready? Here we go. Here we go. The king says to him, well, I tell you what. What is it that we can do about this? He goes from being the cupbearer. Literally, his job was to bring the king his water and sample it first to make sure it wouldn't kill him. He is the lowest of the king's servants. In that moment, say natural, natural. versus supernatural. Hold your praise. Hold your praise. Hold your praise. Say natural, natural. versus supernatural. All right, hold your praise. In that moment, the king makes a decree. <laughs> and the king says, because you were bold enough to ask me for that, you go from being cupbearer. I'm about to make you governor over that region. Naturally, that doesn't make sense. Don't we want a qualified governor? No, we want a governor that's got wisdom. I need for those of you that believe that you're about, your name's about to be brought up, that your name's about to be put in front of a decision maker. That you're about to shift to something higher than you were in before. Open up your mouth, say your first and last name on three. One, two, three. Put a praise behind your name. You were the cupbearer, but you're about to be the governor. You were at the bottom, but you're about to be at the top. You work for the company. You're about to own the company. He's about to sell it to you. So listen, so he goes, I mean, cupbearer to governor, and the king equips him with money and resources and says, go, rebuild, do it. Naturally, this makes no sense. Who would even ask for something so aggressive? Elbow somebody say, you. you. Who would ask to be out of debt in two months? You. That don't even make sense. Who would ask to never deal with discouragement again? Who would ask not to be in depression again? Who would ask not to have to take pills to go to sleep? Who am I talking to? Somebody say, I would. This is crazy. This is, cra this is crazy. So, so the king sends him, and he begins to rebuild his city. His city was on fire. He begins to rebuild his city, and he gets the wall of the city done in about 52 days. In about 52 days. In about two months. Come on, Facebook. It's just going to be you and I, I guess. Come on, YouTube. In about two months, he rebuilds the wall to his city. Watch me. He overcomes opposition. He overcomes challenges because he's got wisdom. If you ever read his story, Nehemiah was a boss. He was a boss that was in hiding as a cupbearer. The world is waiting on you. 
to emerge. You ready? Look, I gotta finish. I gotta finish. We gotta have a demonstration. So Nehemiah 91. On October 31st, the people assembled again. They remained standing in place for three hours. We're not doing that. But I guess technically I have done that. So take that back. Yes, Lord. Okay. All right. They remained standing in place for three hours while the book of the law of the Lord their God was read aloud to them. Which means to say the word was preached to them. All right. Then for three more hours, they confessed their sins. They prayed and repented. Pay attention. Why is this important? Because for God to do the supernatural in an environment, the environment needs to be sterile, not perfect, but sterile, not perfect, but sterile. So they got the word. Then they repented for their sins. They confessed their sins. That means they prayed and repented and then they worshiped. OK, you're not getting it. On October 31st, the people were preached the word. Uh huh. Then then watch me. Then 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 they confessed their sins. Say, Lord, forgive me. For all of my sins, those committed knowingly and unknowingly. Forgive me for my iniquity. Generational sin, I pass down and around. Forgive me for transgression, willful deviation from what I knew to be right. And forgive me, Lord, for sin where I've made mistakes. I confess. And because I confess, it's under the blood. I'm forgiven. I'm forgiven. I'm washed. Then look. Then look. Then look at the screen. Then what did they do? And they worshiped. One of the reasons I have you worship so much is because it creates an environment where he, watch me, steps into that environment. The Bible says he inhabits the praises of his people. Specifically, Tehillah there means the singing, the open mouth of his people. One of the reasons I have you open your mouth so much is not just for church gimmicks and games. Not at all. I ain't got time for that. I got plenty of stuff to do. It's so that you give him what he likes. What he likes is when you create an environment for him to come sit and it becomes like heaven on earth. For him to come sit and it becomes like heaven on earth. So look, so look, so look. Mark 16, 20. We're going to jaywalk to get to the house. Jaywalk's not the right word. We're going to cut the field. Excuse me. We're going to cut through the field. All right? And the disciples went everywhere and preached. And the Lord worked through them, confirming what they said by miraculous signs. Supernatural. Hold your praise. Hold your praise. Let's connect the two dots. Come on, Levitin. Be a good class. Okay, you ready? On October 31st, the people assembled again. Come on, let's, come on here, all right? The people assembled again. Verse 3, they remained standing in place for three hours while the word was preached. Mark 16, 20, and the disciples went everywhere and preached. Mm-hmm. You ain't got it. Verse 3, Nehemiah, Nehemiah 9, 3. They remained standing in place for three hours while the book of the law of the Lord their God was read aloud to them. Mm-hmm. The word was preached to them. All right, you'll get it in a moment. Mark 16, 20, watch me. And the disciples went everywhere and preached. You're missing the connection. What did the Lord do after the word came forth? He confirmed it and he backed it up with supernatural. So on October 31st, we already have biblical precedent that this is a day where God says, I will back you up in the supernatural. This is the day God already confirms, I will back you up. I need everybody on your feet in the building and online. Everybody on your feet in the building and online. 
If you need to become a Christian today, give your life to the Lord for the first time, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure. I'm going to do this very quickly. On three, if you're in the building, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. Online, I'm going to ask you to do the hand wave emoji. It says, we need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure. On three. I'm going to ask you to raise your hand in the building or line do the hand wave emoji that says to me. Bishop, what does it mean to become a Christian? It simply means that you give the Lord your life. It simply means that you say, God, I do it your way, not my way. It simply means that you say, Lord, I'm not perfect, but I'm going to give you everything that I am. And for some of you need to do that for the first time. Some of you, you need to recommit yourself to the Lord because you've fallen away. Get back. Get back. Every prodigal, I call you home. Every person that's been far from the Lord, I call you home. I call you back to the Lord, the God of your salvation. And thirdly, I bishop woman, I don't know where things stand with God. If we were to put a relationship status on Facebook, it'd say it's complicated. Let's uncomplicate it and make it certain today. If you become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure in the building on three hands up online. Do that heavy emoji says to me. One, God's coming to get you. No, no condemnation, no guilt, no shame. One, two, three. If that's you, respond right where you're at. I see you. 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 Y'all, I need you to celebrate all of these hands that are lifted right now in this building. And we celebrate all of the hands that are online. Come on, I need you to open your mouth and celebrate. These lives matter to God and they matter to us. Hallelujah. Everybody pray this to me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place because of this belief and this confession that you are my Lord and my Savior. I give you my life. Give me the grace to run this race. Thank you, Lord, for forgiveness. Thank you, Lord. It's Supernatural Sunday. And the greatest miracle that could happen is salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. I need you to take your phone out and text that word decision right now to 877-552-4746 or scan that QR code. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to the number 877-552-4746 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you. In the app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday ah feel the whoa with listerine at bj's you can save two dollars and fifty cents now on listerine products like total care anti-cavity fluoride fresh mint mouthwash or cool mint pocket packs fresh breath strips at your nearest bj's location experience the feeling of a million germs zapped in seconds with listerine discount available through december 24th save now only at bj's